we can say things and it could come out wrong. And we didn't intend for it to come out that way. But at the same time, that man, he's also got feelings. He's also got an emotional state that he has to deal with. And not all men are verbal or vocal about how they feel or how they um, accept what you've told them. So I've learned that it is important, it is very important to realize that your husband is also a human being. He has feelings, he has emotions, he wants to be loved, he wants to be caressed, he wants to hear that he's valued and appreciated. And that is where women sometimes fall short, especially when you are in a position of power. I work, I bring in the bacon, I put the food on the table and whatever you contribute, it's okay. And in between the 11 years, there was a stage in my life where I thought, I don't need a man. I, I want one, but I don't need him. And I, it is more like, what can you bring to the table? So as I grew and as I, I realized and I'd spoken to other divorced cousins and um, friends and, you know, listening to these stories, I sat back and I thought, no, man, there must be another way. We women can't be that headstrong or that uh, egocentric that we want to be better than the man. are listening to his and hers where we talk about marriage and explore the power of perspective i'm your host halima i have a special announcement to make alhamdulillah my book soft and strong has officially been launched Yay, alhamdulillah. In Soft and Strong, you will find easy-to-read bits of advice to carry you through your marriage as you grow in connecting with yourself, the Almighty, and your husband. From one sister to another, in Soft and Strong, I share what I and many women wish they knew much earlier in their marriage. You may now purchase Soft and Strong through Amazon or through my website www.allahswonder.com I will leave all the information in the description. If you have any topics um, marriage related that you would be interested in learning more about or if you know or if, if you or anyone you know would like to share their marriage story and marriage lessons with us please let me know. Your life lessons are not meant to be kept to yourself. So many sisters could benefit from your wisdom and your journey, inshallah. You may email me at halimadavids at gmail.com. That's G-A-L-E-E-M-A-D-A-V-I-D-S at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Facebook also uh, Halima David, G-A-L-E-E-M-A-D-A-V-I-D-S at gmail.com. I'll leave all the contact information in the description. So let's get on with the show. We can learn so much from other sisters. There's so much they can teach us through their life experiences and similarly there's so much we can teach them. 
And we'll only really know and benefit from this flood of life lessons when we connect and share our journeys. Today, I'm so happy to welcome Mariam Kriel on Share With Me. And I want to start on, on gratitude. Um, okay, yes. so I'll start with what I'm super grateful for um, today. Alhamdulillah, last night, my husband decided to make um, a celebration of the day. And oh, he so turned awesome. the day into Mom Day. He called it Mom Day. I saw, I saw your post. I thought that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, and he made the cake, and you just got the kids excited, and everybody sat at the table. I had to go to the room, so I must just disappear. Oh, okay. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> yes. Alhamdulillah, that is so sweet. Alhamdulillah, yeah. yes. And then we had a little bit of a party, and and just um. In celebration of me, I guess, Alhamdulillah, and and just yeah. um, um, you know, and it's it's just yeah. thinking kind of how um the thing is. I saw a post on Facebook some time ago, and this mm-hmm. person, not really a friend of mine, but somebody I really admire. Um, yeah, she had um she baked a cake for her husband. And she was saying about how we shouldn't have to wait for a particular day, like Father's Day, and and so on, to celebrate the people in our lives. And it really spoke to me, and it was so powerful. Um, And then I decided, I think it was the next day, I decided I'm going to bake a cake and I'm going to celebrate (laughs) my husband, you know, and he is. And and I messaged her, actually, this person, and I told her what I had done, and she was so happy about it. But... And this was some time ago, and subhanAllah, and now I'm thinking back to what I had done so many months mm. ago, I think it was, and now he's doing this, and I'm linking the two, I don't know if it is linked, but I'm linking it, and I'm thinking, subhanAllah, um, how impactful our actions are, and, and yes. how much influence I have, you know, as a mother, mm-hmm. as a wife, to just definitely, and, and yeah, yeah. what happens, subhanAllah. Subhanallah, yes. No, definitely. I think it's, it's also important for us to, to take that time out to celebrate the people in our lives. And I'm super grateful for the fact that, you know, my children have sort of latched onto the fact that I cook, but they've taken turns to make something as well. And just linking to the cooking a theme. But, you know, I, I remember specifically when we spoke, it was that it's to be grateful for actually being here today, alhamdulillah. Um, and for my dad that's here as well, he's 75. So I'm just grateful for, for being, that's, that's just, you know, period, being here to celebrate all of them, irrespective of which um, conversation or action that we've taken. So that is what I'm grateful for, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. It really is so much um, to be grateful for just the presence of that person because life yes. has become so, um, I mean, every time I open Facebook, I see another person has passed away. Oh, so true. Um, and that presence is gone, you know, um, gone, gone. So just having the presence of another person in our lives, it's become so much um, more powerful and something so much um, yes. more appreciative of more. Okay, so um, okay, so 
today we are talking about your marriage lesson. So before we yes. start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so um, my, my, my background is very colorful in terms of my academic background, um, but I'm currently a board member, secretary of operations for Warriors of Hope. I sit on the board, I assist uh, the founder, Zena Parker, and beyond that, I'm a single mother of four, four adult children, never mind little ones, um, but I think they're a lot more work than the little ones because you've got to have lots of patience but um, in a nutshell I'm a single mom a daughter a, a friend to my children I'm a volunteer I enjoy giving back to the community and just I think it was on Sunday yeah I had an interview with the Radio 7 at 6 around a project that we are working on which is the washable sanitary towels so that is who I am. I get involved in a lot of volunteer work, um, Islamic Relief, and also Muslim Hands, and then what is about is my biggest project now, Alhamdulillah. Wow, mashallah. There's so much to admire, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Um, so the topic today, as you said, is um, talking about your marriage lessons. And yeah. um, I've, I've learned, you know, that we can learn so much from people around us, especially the women around us. And I think yes. so strongly that we can learn from the experiences and the life, life lessons. And there's so much that we can exchange um, um, based on our experiences, you know, and I think we can only do that once we talk about our life experiences. Yeah, definitely. To connect and share our lessons. It's going to be such a yes. powerful thing to panel, and it's something I'm really passionate about, just um, going into the world of another woman and and benefiting from her um, her mistakes um, mm -hmm. in a positive way, you know, and yes. on that wisdom and exchanging wisdoms and so on. So that's yeah. why you are here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of feel like this is, this is where I'm... A couple of years ago, we, I started writing a blog about being divorced and about being a single mom. It never came to anything because there's just thoughts and it was just everything that I was going through that I'd gone onto a computer and I sort of saved it each time on a different computer and eventually landed up on the drive and I never went back to it. So I looked at it and I thought, I'm not going back to this now again because I've evolved, I've changed, I've, I've obviously grown as an individual from that experience. So yes, definitely we, we learn from others as well. And I think the past 11 years has taught me that, that it's, it is definitely a process that you go through. And if you don't trust that process, um, you're just going to go on and continue on as if nothing happened. And if you're not going to grow, then you haven't learned anything from that growth and that experience. So yes, yeah. definitely we can learn beautiful thing in the sense that it doesn't have to be um, a kind of regretful thing you know about yeah. what if I did it this way or I shouldn't have done that exactly. you know because I also believe that whatever happened happened perfectly the way the way it exactly happened. Um, and the best that we can do is um, pass on lessons reflect about it, mm -hmm. lesson out of it and pass on that lesson um, indeed yes yeah so let me ask you the first question that I have for you. Mm -hmm. um, 
I remember I put up a question on Instagram and he responded. That was, um, <laughs> I asked, what would you have done differently, I think? Um, or what is your biggest marriage lesson? I can't remember exactly what I asked, but I really loved the way you responded. And I thought, now I need to speak to you to grab what you teach me. <laughs> Yeah, I never really expect people to respond after I respond because it's just, you know, one of those things you say something because you that question is so relevant to you at that moment and you type something and that is what you're feeling. But I remember saying that um, what I would have done differently is obviously allow the man to be the man in the relationship, I think was one of that, and to, you know, listen to, to the nuances that's in the marriage. I think it was just a, a quick answer. It wasn't something thought through, but it was, relevant at that time yeah and i just i found it to be very powerful um because i find myself um i can quickly fall into that trap of um saying something or doing something and then Mm -hmm. my husband saying oops okay that didn't land really well or i just said something now that that damaged his um ego for lack of a better word i don't know but yeah. you often fall into the stuff as women, and I think we say things sometimes that we don't always yeah. mean, or we have a different way of saying things that yeah. um, <laughs> don't necessarily reflect yeah. what's going on in our minds, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. In a different way. But, so um, I want to speak a bit more about that because you you said, um, you said, let me just look at what you said. Yeah, you said I learned that it's okay to be successful as a woman and to be in a position of power. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's not okay to make your husband feel as if he's not he's not the, to feel that he's not the provider. And what, what yes. really struck me is that you said I know from having been divorced for so long that had I known these things when I got married, I would still be married. And that yeah. was really powerful to me because it made me think that this this so many things that we do unknowingly and um, we might be making, we might be causing damage without yes. realizing. So, yeah, talk to me a bit more about that. Yeah. So, if I think about the reason why I wrote that, it was because it definitely was something that I've learned over the years of being divorced is that my growth was exponential after having studied and having had my children and having that discussion about, is it okay for me to go work? Um, It was always a a back and forth of yes, no, yes, no. And then eventually when I got to a point where I was exceeding the expectations of the company that I was working for, and even my own expectations, I think it it became a reality that, you know, you grow as a woman, you grow as an individual, and you, you realize that I'm not just a mommy, I'm not just a wife, I'm actually somebody else as well. And this is what I love doing. But it is about that mindset of when you're in that space. And and this is what I've learned is that if you don't have Allah in your life and you don't have sort of that, you know, that knowledge of you're married, you have a husband, you have to have a conversation, you have to listen to what he says, but not in a way that makes you feel that you are less of a person. So the growth and, and, you know, having that conversation with him is not to make him feel like, oh, but I'm going to work and I'm bringing in more money than you and you're not worth being a man or anything like that. And like you said, we can say things and it could come out wrong. 
and we didn't intend for it to come out that way. But at the same time, that man, he's also got feelings. He's also got an emotional state that he has to deal with. And not all men are verbal or vocal about how they feel or how they um, accept what you've told them. So I've learned that it is important, it is very important to realize that your husband is also a human being. He has feelings, he has emotions, he wants to be loved, he wants to be caressed, he wants to hear that he's valued and appreciated. And that is where women sometimes fall short, especially when you are in a position of power. I work, I bring in the bacon, I put the food on the table and whatever you contribute, it's okay. And in between the 11 years, there was a stage in my life I thought, I don't need a man. I, I want one, but I don't need him. And I it is more like, what can you bring to the table? So as I grew and as I, I realized and I'd spoken to other divorced cousins and um, friends and, you know, listening to these stories, I sat back and I thought, no, man, there must be another way. We women can't be that headstrong or that uh, egocentric that we want to be better than the man. And there's lots of in-betweens that, but women sometimes forget, not in a derogatory manner, our places as a woman in the marriage. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful for lack of a better word. That's so... It really makes one think. And the thing is, um, I've written about this in my book, that that's soft and strong. Okay. Um, because it's it's something that I'm, I'm, I feel really passionate about. And, and what you're saying, I feel like it's so on the mark. Yes. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that for us women, it's also a struggle. You know, it's yes. knowing it and it's like, <laughs> um, actually getting it right every day. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is a struggle. We are very um, impulsive as women and we, we are emotionally driven and Sometimes we, we do things all wrong because we, we're so we're drowning in our emotions, you know? So, yes. um, so yeah, I think we, we, we do get things wrong a lot of the time. Um, but I think the healthy approach would be to just, um, just take a step back and really assess what's happening and, and try to just put things in perspective in a way Definitely. that um, balance and that everybody can benefit and exactly yeah so um, yeah i really like what you were saying about um how we we can you know be be women who are empowered and and strong and at the same time know know our position within the dynamic of a family Yes. Um, and, and no opposition alongside our husband. Yeah. yeah. I, always, I always try and think of myself, or at least try and think of how the Prophet Salam's wife, Hadija, she was, she was powerful. She was the entrepreneur. She, but they balanced each other out in, in that regard that she didn't make him feel less of a man because she had more money than him. I mean, he was a shepherd boy and, uh, and then he obviously went and worked for her, but she never once made him feel that he was inferior to her. So, and for me, it's important that when I speak to my daughter, I always think of what am I showing her of how to treat her daddy? 
we may not be married anymore, but there still has to be that level of respect. So she can see that when she gets married, this is this is a good, healthy relationship, even though they are not married. So I've got to think of all of those things when when I speak to her dad and things like that. Yeah. Interesting because that was actually the question I had to you. Um, you're giving marital advice to your daughter or to your, yes. your youngest <laughs> self. What should, what should that marital <clears throat> advice be? You, you won't believe me, but I actually had a very intense conversation with my daughter just a couple of days ago as well. It's a, it was because every month I would speak to her about certain things about marriage and ask her what is she afraid, what she's afraid of when she gets married, um, what are the things that she's going to foresee as a challenge and how is she going to overcome that. And it, I, I would have that conversation with myself if I was younger to ask my mom to have sat with me to have that conversation that I'm having with my daughter um, to speak about what it's like to live with a man that you've never met or um, marriage uh, is where you're living together and you're getting to know this person in terms of the habits and the little uh, frustrations and irritations and things like that. So as a female, your mother is probably the best person that would give her the advice. <clears throat> but at the same time, I think had I known that it, it takes work from both parties and that it wasn't the 50-50, it was 100%, 100% both ways, then I would have put in that 100% because in my mind it was I'm married and we are a team, yes, but you bring your 50%, I bring my 50% and we make 100 And that for me is not how I saw it after being married. Had I put in 100%, which I feel I did maybe, um, he would have also brought his 100%. Because it has to work both ways and you both had to have that conversation, I think. Most of my things always end up with having that hard conversation with a person. Um, but I feel it's important because communication is imperative in any uh, relationship, whether it is work or marriage or just friendship. It is an important aspect of, of those kinds of relationships. Um, point about the hundred percent. I've learned that um, when because you know at the beginning, like you're saying now the fifty fifty, right? I also used to um, give my part and then sit back and expect you know the other fifty to come. <laughs> you know I've given my fifty, so now with your fifty. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but um, I've learned, you know, as the child, you know, I've learned that such an <coughs> such a powerless way of of being. Um, yes. Powerless, and it made me feel powerless because often you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily get that fifty percent. Mm. Um, and then, so when I was able to give my all and not wait for my husband to kind of maybe take the broom and okay the floor's dirty not wait for him to <laughs> to do that you know. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I get it right <laughs> wait for him to do it and I'm, you know, I'm able to do it I've got the energy I do it and yes so that's just one example but other things as well you know within the time when I'm able to do that and just be my best and give my best um yes automatically it almost seems like a, a natural kind of way of life that that person comes forth and he delivers 
or he brings his part or um <coughs> it's, it's a bit time balance and it's i think it's a bit yes. that where you i can't even explain it really it's something that you it's kind of trial and error so you learn yeah. okay this works now okay that because you can't also expect too much but exactly. i still learned that um because before i used to be like um, no expectations you know it's better for me to just have no expectations and mm. that also doesn't work out 100 yeah. you know so you have to find some kind of balance you have a little bit of expectation but not in a way where it's um damaging your mental yeah. health yeah. um <laughs> relationship yeah. um so so yeah so my point is yeah when you're able to just bring forth like you said that 100 percent the yes. other 100 percent um <coughs> I think fall into work. place yeah. yes um, and there was a last point that you mentioned that I want to actually um, talk a little bit more about. I, I know I said a lot the last time, but I do, I do recall that I say um, uh, when I spoke about um, not letting others come into the relationship. And, and that for me is also one of the things is that you don't allow. And I hear lots of the people that I speak to um, in terms of divorce and things like that. It's just people that randomly message me maybe on Facebook and they ask, are you married? And I say, no. And so they'd start talking about the sort of reasons why they got divorced. And some of the, the matters that come out is that there's always the family interferences or there was another person that came into the, into the relationship. But it's for me, it is <clears throat> that if you both agree that whatever happens in your marriage, it's sacred and it's, it's between the two of you that nobody whoever they are comes into your relationship and sees something and it doubts makes you doubt what you've got um even speaking about what happens in your bedroom that is a big no-no for me it it is it has been placed in and entrusted between you and your husband so keep that sacred um i know that it's people out there and, and social media people put things out there about what happens and i just don't i don't find that very appealing i think i actually have steer clear of those kinds of things but when I say to my daughter is if you have a problem you go into your room you sit in your musala, take your door, sit in your musala, and speak to your husband about whatever the matter is that you are grieved about don't let anybody else tell you that no you must do this and don't let him do that to you and never let him you know whatever the case may be steer clear from those kinds of conversations with other people but rather speak to your husband about it because that is going to solidify that communication that you have with him. Yeah, the communication is important. Um, yeah. There was something I wanted to um, just do on regards to communication, though. I don't know if you would agree, but do you feel like sometimes, um, while communication is important, do you? Mm -hmm sometimes feel like with men sometimes we it can be um like we put too much importance on it as women and sometimes it doesn't work out so well yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> of men don't perceive yes. it um you know in the way that we want them yeah. to yeah no definitely that is something that that has come up as well for me is that I can talk and talk and talk. And I was somebody that spoke all the time. I would speak about anything and everything. And if it was something that bothered me, I would just say, I need to speak to you about it. Or I wouldn't make it a big thing, but it was always, I needed to speak to him about it. 
the, there was no reciprocation on that communication. So men are not naturally, or they don't have that innate ability to want to just speak about what's happening or what's going on in their heads or in their hearts and things like that. But you do get some men, and I don't want to paint all men with the same brush, um, because there are some men that are, they are in tune with who they are. They are able to have the conversations. They are able to communicate. But it's also what you are communicating with them. Sometimes it's our communications are seen as being nagging or you're always moaning about something. And to them, it's like, why are you always going on about this? Can you just do it and get it done? Um, so yes, men don't naturally want to speak about everything. But I think it's about how we approach certain subjects with them that would allow them to open up and to speak about what's going on. Yeah. So from that, um, what I'm taking, um, what I'm hearing you say is that it's important for us as women to have a good understanding of ourselves, of our emotional state, so that we can exactly. speak. Speak, yes. Um, the right words, and and we are able to communicate exactly what's going on. Um, yeah. Not maybe exactly what's going on, but we have a better sense of of how we're feeling, so that um we don't um overload and over um flood. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we say too much, and we burden them with what we say, and they think they've got to take in everything, and it doesn't always work like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the difference, I think, with men and women. You know, there are differences that we, we need to um, acknowledge and understand. Yes. And I think one of those differences is that men are not able to close it. No, I can talk to you and I can talk to you and I can talk to my sister and I can ramble yeah. on and go on and on. And I won't be um, <laughs> the ears. Yeah, <laughs> I agree on that one. But I think, um, well, yeah, I think with men, it's a bit different. It's, um, yeah. So um, another thing that I've, I've learned also is um, because sometimes, you know, you need to talk and you need to ramble on and you need to go on and on and on to help yes. yourself um, get clarity. And, and I've learned the best place to go in that, in that regard if you want to talk and you don't want to write is to go to a sister or friend or somebody yeah. who can trust who's not going to be judgmental. Um, exactly. You know, it's not going to give you bad advice. You know, it's going to yes. guide you to a lot, um, ultimately. So um, I think that's an important um, option that we mm-hmm. have. Agreed, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so far, what I'm getting from you is, number one, um, respect your husband and what he's able to bring to the yes. table. Um, help him to, to build him up and not to... You said that, and I loved it. You, that's what you said. Sorry about you. Building up, building up, yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> I think when when I said that, it's it's it was more the fact that I know some women are very quick to snap, and like you say, we we go on and we ramble, and we can just speak about anything. And sometimes what we say, there's consequences. So. Time doesn't have a bone and it's easy to just lash out and say things. And at the end of the day, that man has taken that verbal abuse in terms of what you said. It may not have come across to you as abuse or something hurtful, but to him it was you said that and this is and they will harbor that or they'll 
either process it or they'll decide, okay, that's just how you feel about me. And then inevitably you're going to push that man away. As much as he loves you, if you're going to continuously speak with a sharp tongue, double-edged tongue, it's going to hurt him and you're breaking him down bit by bit. And a lot of posts that you see out on Facebook and Instagram is we men do feel that they they rather want to go to speak to somebody else because if you as your as his wife cannot see that he's hurt or you cannot nurture him and put his crown on his head he's going to go somewhere else where he's going to feel valued and loved and appreciated and then you're going to say if this woman came into the relationship and broke it up but you never take responsibility of what you actually did. So yes, we do have to take account and stock of ourselves as a woman. What it is it to be saying? What it is it to do? So don't break that man's spirit. Um, they've got a lot to deal with already. So I think that is one of the things that's important as well. Um, yeah, there's so much. Um, I think... I think a really big part of all of this is for us to understand um, the makeup of a man and the makeup mm -hmm. of a man. Um, to understand what is difficult for a man to handle and what is and likewise what's difficult for, for women to handle. And in so doing, I feel like that could contribute a, a whole lot towards having, having better yes. relationships, you know, um, yeah. just to understand um, how we the other process is information and 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 emotions and things like that. So yeah, yeah just understanding each other to kind of um yeah. Let me just see what else I want to ask you. Um yeah this is the Nadia I wanted let me just check the time um because I also don't want to continue um do an hour nothing last time <laughs> over time. No, I was it? I didn't even realize. <laughs> so I like to see 40 minutes because it's easier to listen. Oh, okay. Um, so let me just see maybe one last question. Um, yeah. So um, a scenario, there's a couple and, and this couple, this married couple, they're struggling. Um, there's disconnect, there's lack of communication. Um, they don't necessarily want to divorce, mm -hmm. but what are the options? What do you think? What would you advise? Yeah, it depends on how long they've been married. <laughs> because if it's a marriage that's just starting, then obviously those are all teething problems that they, they can easily iron out. And, and it's, it's a simple thing about understanding each other, you know, having that okay, what am I doing? Then I'm not understanding why he's doing that. <clears throat> but if it's a couple that is maybe married for, say, 10, 15 years, there's, there's something that has happened from day one up until the 15th year. They, they either grew apart, their paths have gone different directions, they've never had that opportunity to discuss the goals and ambitions and wishes and dreams together to see where they sort of slot into each other's lives. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say divorce. I always opt for counseling, maybe speaking to your imam 
if it's a female and she just wants clarity and even the sisters groups that we we belong to to find out um what it is that she maybe is doing that she's not getting a certain reaction or response from her husband and it's i know it's difficult or it's easy for us to say that the man must also go for counseling men don't want to do certain things like that for them it's like why do we need that there's nothing wrong they don't see that there's something wrong but us as females we always see that okay i should have done that you are not doing that but you're not saying that to him so the again the communication comes in um maybe just break away from the mundane maybe break away from your routine book a weekend away spend some quality time put your phones away because today i'm speaking about this uh, you know the fourth industrial revolution is we we are so engrossed and so um attached to our mobile phones and to technology that we forget that there's somebody actually sitting right next to us to have a conversation with them so if i just speak about this maybe 11 years ago i wouldn't have brought the phones in the technology in because it wasn't as big thing as it is now but it is more the fact that that time it was either you know games or movies or going out with friends and things like that. there's a myriad of things that that could possibly have brought this couple to that point of they're not jailing together but it is about them understanding each other and understanding the love languages firstly so if they don't know that it's going to be difficult yeah some introspection um on the woman's part and um and then trying to find the thing like outside of yeah it's uh, possible yeah um so my biggest takeaway so far has been um number one you said um holding up don't break him down and we spoke also about um communication um and what was the other thing you spoke about Yeah, uh, we spoke about just about the growth and setting goals. I think you're not letting other people, um, yeah, come into your relationship. <clears throat> yeah, and there was one other one. I know I can do doing something there, and I will just forget. I know I should take notes like all the time just to keep on track. <laughs> Um okay so in in closing I want to ask you um this is usually what we close off with I ask um my guests one thing that they wish men knew about women <laughs> I think um there's a lot of things that I wish the men knew about women but I think the most important one would probably be that women are a myriad of things they are not just a single silo set of emotions and if they know and understand that they'll know how to deal with us a little bit more better in a way that wouldn't necessarily cause arguments <laughs> yeah understanding that we come with a bag of emotions be it good bad whatever the case may be yeah it's not drama i must say of the fact it's not drama it is our emotions that we are very attached to and fortunately or unfortunately yeah yeah it can be a beautiful thing yeah but like you said yeah. I, I, also it can be 
<laughs> I really did admit to the relationship at times. Yeah, I know, yeah. but it is so important um, for men to um, just know this. You know, you know what? Yeah. understand this, but just be aware of it. Know that we are emotional. Yeah. Just knowing it can also um, it can make a big difference to really exactly, exactly. Thank you so much for your time. It's been awesome. Not a problem. <laughs> I enjoyed chatting to you as well. Shukran to you and we'll chat soon, inshallah. Okay. Well, We love hearing from you. Let us know what you think of today's episode. You can email me at halimadavids at gmail.com. That's G-A-L-E-E-M-A Davids, D-A-V-I-D-S, one word, at gmail.com. Or you can connect with me on Facebook, also Halima Davids. Uh, you are also welcome to join our Facebook group called Connecting Through Sharing. His and Hers is a podcast about marriage and exploring the power of perspective. On His and Hers, I invite phenomenal guests to share their marriage story, challenges, marriage lessons, so that we can all learn from them. We talk about how to connect with ourselves, which helps us to better connect with our spouses. My hope is for us to explore the beauty of relationships and to remind ourselves and to remind each other about how we can complement each other simply by shifting our perspectives.